Hello and welcome to this episode of the Soaking Up Sunshine podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to be more fearless. But as always, I'll start with what has been bringing me sunshine. So the first thing that has brought me sunshine is that I've been going to the gym twice a week and I'm starting slow but steady. So two times a week for now and then I want to start adding one more day a week, and then maybe even another, but for now it's two times, which I'm very proud of because I, last time I went to the gym was in the summertime. So that's about like six months ago. So yeah, very proud of myself for that. The next thing is that I got a new essential oil diffuser and I've been putting my lavender essential oil in it. And it just makes such a difference. Like being in my room, I feel more calm and It definitely helps with my anxiety, so that's a really big one. And then the last thing is that I discovered new music lately. I'm sure I've talked about this so many times in my sunshine, but like sunshine for the podcast episodes, but I just love finding new music because then I get excited to like drive places and I get excited to like wake up and put on the song and it just makes my day better. So there's this new artist I've been listening to. Her name is Allie Page, and she makes Christian music, and I love her music. I've been listening to it, like, every day, and I, yeah, I recommend her if you like listening to Christian music. And now let's talk about how to be more fearless. Alrighty, how to be more fearless. This is a topic that has persisted in my life since I was little. I have been a very, very fearful person. I still am to this day. And so I definitely have had my fair share of tips and tricks I've used to try to be less fearless in life. Of course, I'm not still there. I'm not there yet. I'm working on it every single day and I do have anxiety and things that kind of steer me away from being the fearless person that I desire being, but I do have some pieces of advice that have helped me tremendously. Some of them are from therapists. Some of the pieces of advice are just things that I started doing that have helped so much. So I hope that this can also help you guys if you're struggling with fear and worrying a lot and maybe anxiety and stuff like that. Alrighty, let's get to the first tip. So the first thing is figure out where your fears stem from. There are many different kinds of fears. Maybe you are scared of something because of things that have happened in your past, which is a very typical um, way that fears stem in life. Another way that that fears stem is from insecurity in yourself or in your decision-making and lack of trust also in yourself or other people based on past actions, or in your decision-making as well. So it's really important to figure out where your fears stem from to be able to handle them head-on and to kind of try to become more fearless and less fearful. Next thing to think about is, or next thing to do, and this one is one that I have discovered, and it has helped me tremendously maybe one of the most important things I'll talk about today and another really important thing I'll talk about a little bit later in this episode but this is to write down your irrational fears and view them realistically. I struggle with irrational fears and thinking and also with catastrophic thinking which is if you don't know that is just 
in simple terms, that's like multiplying a fear that doesn't really have much probability, but convincing yourself that it's probable and then convincing yourself it will happen. So that is a really big struggle of mine and something that I'm working very hard to overcome. But writing down these fears and viewing them realistically helps so much. I used to keep a notes, like the notes app in your phone. I used to keep a note in my phone every, and I would write in it every time I would have a thought and I would think this is a little bit irrational. Let me take a step back and look at what I'm actually thinking about. And then I would reread the things that I wrote and I'd be like, wow, okay, well, there's a very low chance of this happening. And if I didn't think that right away, because a lot of times I didn't, and I would still convince myself that it was going to happen, I would keep rereading it and keep going back to it. Not all the time, because sometimes it would make things a little bit worse and kind of stress me out a little bit. So I wouldn't do that all the time. But I found that when I would write down a new irrational fear that I started thinking, I would look back at the old ones and be like, wow, why did I ever think this? And then when I, when I would write another new one, I would look back at the previous one and be like, why did I think this? And then it would keep going over and over and I would be like, wow, some of these probably will not happen and I'm overthinking it. I'm catastrophizing. I don't, I'm being catastrophic about it. Another way that's kind of similar to this is I think if a friend expressed this irrational fear to me, what would I say to them? Chances are I'd be like, hey, it's okay. This probably will not happen. You'll be okay. And then I try to talk to myself like that too and try to tell myself like, it's okay. This probably will not happen. And I know the I know the loop that that gets into because you can say that probably won't happen. They'd be like, well, what if it does? But what if it doesn't happen? But what if it does? And then it could happen. There's a slight possibility that it could happen. But that's when I stop myself and I'm like, this thought process is not getting me anywhere. And I'm going to try my best to not think about it. But if I do, I won't get deep into that thought. And I'll just let it be a surface level thought and let it go past. So the next thing is to slowly face your fears. This one's tricky. I struggle with this one a lot. I don't really like to do this. Um, It stresses me out for sure, gives me anxiety, and it's not something that I like to do, but I genuinely think that it has helped me. Of course, everyone is different, and sometimes this multiplies anxiety, and sometimes this makes things worse and the fears worse. And so I definitely think that it's important to be in a level-headed mindset and to be a little bit more relaxed about the fears that you're having in order to be successful. I think that there's definitely times when maybe we should not be facing our fears at the moment, especially if things are not so good mentally. Um, Just be careful about it. Also, it would be helpful to have somebody there with you, maybe a therapist or someone you love. But I do think that in the long term, it can be beneficial to do that. I know I've been advised to do that by my therapist and obviously every single person's different. So I'm not trying to say that everyone should do the same thing, but that is just a piece of advice that I've heard given to me. The next thing is to look at all of the things that you can be grateful for. I find that when I'm in a negative p- mindset and position, I don't have very much gratitude. I don't think of all of the good things in my life. I don't look at the positive. 
because I'm fearful and I am scared that bad things are going to happen and I constantly focus my mind on negativity. And when I find myself going towards positivity and gratitude, it really helps tremendously. I used to keep a gratitude journal and I would write in it every day for like over a month, every every day. Maybe I would miss like one or two days, but it was very consistent. And I genuinely felt a difference in my anxiety, in my fear levels and all of it. And then I stopped. I, I'll admit, I stopped doing that. I still have a gratitude journal, but I write in it pretty infrequently. And it's definitely something that I'm trying my best to work on because I genuinely do see a an improvement and I really really recommend doing that because a therapist once told me that focusing on gratitude literally takes your mind off of your worries and fears and anxieties and places it on the positive and happy aspects of life which is a way to get rid of anxiety and to rewire your brain and it's very very beneficial and improves a lot so definitely definitely recommend that Okay, earlier I mentioned that um, writing down your irrational fears is a very important thing and that I had another extremely important tip or piece of advice that has helped me and honestly kind of changed my life and I'll be talking about that now so you don't have to wait any longer. But that is the phrase, worrying will not change the future. I'll repeat it for you if you didn't hear me or, you know, because it's so important. I really want that to kind of go through. It's worrying will not change the future. I have talked about this phrase in at least one other podcast episode. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it more than once, but I'm talking about it again because this literally has changed so many of my fears and transformed so much. Worrying will not change the future. It won't. The only thing that worrying does is take you away from the present and put your mind into a negative place that that just doesn't, it's not helpful, it's not beneficial, it doesn't change anything, it doesn't help, it doesn't do anything but put you in a negative mindset. Now, there are exceptions to this. Like, for example, if you're taking a test and you're worried that you won't pass, that worrying can turn into motivation to study more and to work harder to hopefully pass the exam. However, on the other hand, if you already took the test and you turned it in and you can't redo it, you can't change it, it's gone and you can't do anything about it, worrying about the grade on your test is not going to change the grade you get on that test. It's not going to change if you pass or fail. It's not going to change if you get a point on one question or not. It's not going to do anything. So worrying will not change the future. We can't control what happens. That is a really, really hard thing for me to learn and it's taking me a while and I'm still learning it, but we can't control what happens. I I don't like that at all, but I do think that while we can't control what happens, we can't control how we perceive what happens and I tend to get overwhelmed and freak out and scared and nervous and negative and... I can control how I perceive that for sure, perceive the fears that might happen. Another personal experience is I find that when I have an irrational fear or just a fear in general that is kind of taking over at the moment, I tend to not be the nicest person to the people around me. And I'm not proud of that. Definitely not at all. And so something that I'm working on is 
rather than letting the fear control me, I want to control the way I perceive the fear and the way I uh, show myself to other people and not let the fears and the worries consume me and make me be, not make me, but like cause me to be not as nice or more irritable. So that is definitely something I'm working on. That is something that I can control, how I treat other people, not the fears, unfortunately, but how I treat other people. Last but not least is another tip, of course, (laughs) um, to be more fearless, and that is to build up trust and self-confidence in yourself. I find that a lot of times fear comes from being afraid that we're going to make the wrong choice or being afraid that we did the wrong thing or something might happen, so-and-so. And what I have to say to that is we are, you are, I am the number one person that is going to be in my life, in your life, you know, every single day for the rest of your life. You will be the only person 24-7 every day for the rest of your life. And that comes with a lot of, a lot. That comes with trusting yourself, having confidence in yourself, believing in yourself. When we start to distrust ourselves and lack confidence, it can it can bring about a lot of fears and worries and anxieties about, oh, what if I do this wrong? What if I make a mistake? What if this happens and that happens and I disappoint myself? And I hope that if we do come across things not happening in our in the way we want it to because we made a wrong choice. I hope that that leads to lessons that we can learn to maybe not make those choices again. I know that a way that I have been building trust in myself is by listening to myself first. Listening to what I think is best for myself first and then getting advice from other people. I mean like, hey, I want to do this this way. Do you think that's wise? Sometimes I don't even ask if it's something like little like what do I want to do today? I'll just think about it and be like, what do I really want to do today? And I'll do it. Or if it's another thing like, I don't know, um, what color do I want to buy my planner? I'll be like, what color do I really want my planner? Well, my favorite color is blue, so I probably want blue. Maybe I want pink. Maybe I want purple. But I probably want blue. So then I'll get a blue planner. Like, it's just something small like that. I always asked everybody for their opinion on everything for what color my planner should be. I'd be like, what color do you think my planner should be? And I find that when I started being like, what color do I want it to be? Like, what do I want? I felt more confident in myself and I felt more proud of the decisions that I was making. And of course, that's a little thing, like the color of a book or planner or backpack or whatever. It's little stuff, but it turns into big decisions that you make and that you trust yourself on. So that has helped me a lot. I hope that you can gain trust in yourself and confidence and and assurance in yourself. And yeah, I really, really hope that this episode can lead you to become more fearless and have more trust in the things that are happening in your life. And hopefully I will, well, I will talk to you in the next episode. Hopefully you'll tune in and that should be next Thursday and I'll talk to you then. Bye, guys.